guys of Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Yes. All right. Uh, it's a statement Monday here. And Judd, Declan and I would like to just do like two hours of WrestleMania statements. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Can we oh. just... I mean, you're welcome Absol- to you're welcome to hang Absolutely. around. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin making his yeah. return. Now Dude, here, nineteen years, nineteen years. I didn't think he was. I didn't think they were going to ring the bell. What happened? Yeah. I thought you guys were so down on Vince and WrestleMania. Well, still you told down me on the last Vince. time I saw still you, you didn't Vince. care. That you didn't care. I made my brother watch a wrestling event for the first time in twenty years over the weekend. I thought this was. Yeah, no he tweeted me, and he was like, "I can't believe Declan forced me to watch this." It was, it was yeah. literally one of the great. The, the night one said. of WrestleMania was one of the best. Of well, all time. Well, hold ridiculous. on a second. What's happened here? Like, seriously, two weeks ago or a week ago, you guys said you were out. You might not watch it. Like, what's changed? Well, it's WrestleMania. So, like, but it's going to drag you, you back care. in a little bit. No, I mean, WrestleMania, you you always watch WrestleMania. You always watch WrestleMania. No matter what. Oh, I thought you guys were threatening not to watch it. I shouldn't listen to you guys. No, what? what? Why would we ever not watch WrestleMania? Were, we can still were, be mad at the product and still you know, watch the threat- One of you said last week on the podcast, I probably won't watch. I mean, you can sit there and say, you know, the NFL is unwatchable this season because of this. This is you're still going to watch the Super Bowl. Still going to watch the NFL flag. Yeah, yeah. So I, I shouldn't listen to you guys anymore. No, well, you should actually. You should watch WrestleMania. All right, let's get the statements here. Okay, no, the people have come to listen to me. Yeah, that's right. Rave about. Okay. The I, I would have said a few weeks ago the fifth best team in the Western Conference. I'm. I think they're. I think they're better than the Nuggets. I'm going to say the sixth best. You know what? Statement number one. The Minnesota Timberwolves mm-hmm. are the sixth best team in the Western Conference. They are, and my, my real statement was going to be, I was panicking last week on the show a little bit. Jade McDaniels is going to come back. He got some good medical news. Malik Beasley came back. Yeah. They beat Denver, one of the biggest wins of the season. I feel like the Wolves are starting to get back on track. They beat the you know, they. You know, they gave up like 40 points in the fourth quarter, sort of garbage time against the Rockets, but they mostly beat the crap out of the Rockets. It feels like maybe they're over their little blip from the last couple of weeks. I am breathing a sigh of relief for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Feeling pretty good. The roller coaster just continues. That that game Friday mm-hmm. night was so much fun. It was a blast. That was yes. a big-time game. They never, ever won that game for a good 18 years. Yeah, I mean, and then of course Towns gets into foul trouble, and it's just it just man. Poor Jim, poor Jim Pete's going crazy. Too. He needs to stop with some of that stuff. Like you know, there's there's a you know, one where he's running by and he tries to tip the ball out yes. of uh, you know Jokic's hand or whatever. He hits him it in hits the face, him. and then a like, very clear foul. So yes, would it be nice if Towns you know could stay out there for thirty five or forty minutes as needed without getting into foul trouble? Yes, you know that's going to be a thing, especially yep. as the games ramp up again. But uh, the fact that Ant Edwards can just dig in and take over in the fourth quarter, and you know, and then what he did against the Rockets too. I mean, the Rockets are terrible, but right, I love it. They're they've they could have easily just gone into a funk for the rest of the year, and and we'll see what happens against the Clippers. But yes, that was a blast on Friday night in that win over the Nuggets. In fact, th- that leads perfectly into my statement because okay. I want to talk about the aforementioned Ant. And here's my statement. Greatness when it matters most is so much fun. Ant Edwards had three quarters at Denver where he couldn't hit the broadside of a bleeping barn. He looked awful. And there have been how many, a litany of of not just Wolves, but Minnesota 
athletes who once that happened would have just been sort of lost bad night. I let my team down, but I, uh, and fourth quarter, I think he didn't miss a shot. It's incredible. Like the ability. And I know I, the, the, the comeback is, well, what, why couldn't he have started to play better in that game earlier, but put that comeback aside for just one second and think about the fact that this kid or this guy um, had three quarters in this huge game, not like some arbitrary Wednesday night game in December. He had three quarters on the road where he was just awful. He didn't quit. He continued to shoot, but then he got hot. Mm-hmm. Like these are these are things that are that are that we could certainly dissect and criticize, but they're also things that to to me scream special. That's one of my favorite things about him is like he can. I think he's. He was like one for ten or something in that, that game awful. early on, but then you look and you you know you're watching the game and he's he's active defensively, he's not moping, he's grabbing rebounds, and then you look in the box score, it's like oh you know he's one for ten offensively, but he has like six rebounds or seven assists or a couple of steals or whatever it is, and uh, then he comes down like he's you know seven of eight and he hits shots in the fourth quarter with the same level of confidence so. He's going to have to, if they get into an actual playoff series, let's say they play, let's say they beat the Clippers and they play the, the Grizzlies in the first round. Yep. They're going to need him to have at least one or two games where he just takes over in the fourth quarter like he did against the Nuggets right. and knocks down like four three-pointers and just does his ant thing. You know, he, he, he absolutely can take over games. It's not, it's not an every night thing. Like maybe it can be at some point down the road because he's still only, what, 20? 20, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was, if that was a preview of things to come, even once or twice in a playoff series, sign me the freak up. Oh, God, that was fun. I got a Wolves statement for you. I got a Wolves one for you here. Okay. All right. All right. The Wolves' big three is back. The Wolves' big three right here is back. An ass kicking over, or not an ass kicking, but a, a big win over the Nuggets. They also beat up on, on the Rockets on Sunday night. The last two games for the Wolves' big three. 157 points combined. Mm-hmm. Cat with 60, Ant with 51, and D'Lo finally getting on back on track with 46 points. I mean, the, the Wolves are putting up 130 points, these back-to-back games. I don't know if that's going to be the case come playoff time. But you need your big three, right? This is the Wolves' big three to rise up when it, when it matters the most. And they got a big win over Denver. Yeah, things maybe got a little close against a really bad Rockets team on Sunday night, but regardless of those three players scored some big-time buckets, and you're going to need them because you can't have D'Lo just chucking up bricks uh, in the postseason. So the Wolves' big three is back. Let's Howl. get it. Let's get it. They still need how they got unlucky. Not that it would have mattered either way, but like LeBron is banged up and didn't play today. So the Nuggets, the Nuggets probably would have beat the Lakers either way. but The Lakers they, need to go home. And now they I think they're a game. Aren't they a game and a half back? Because the Spurs won. Yeah. It's By the way, we're recording this on uh, Sunday night. So if the standings, I don't, I, my guess is most people will be listening to this on Monday at the Go at home. the usual time. But that's fine. Yeah. Bye, Lakers. So all right. Um, back to you. I think I agree. By the way, I think the big three is like they 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 feel back on track. But here's my next statement. I already alluded to this. Jade McDaniels with the high ankle sprain got a great medical report on Sunday that he's very close to return. He was going to be reevaluated after whatever it was uh, length of time is, but that uh, he's not coming back like immediately, but he's not going to be out for a prolonged period. That is a game changer for the Timberwolves 
if he can play against the Clippers, and it's a game changer if he can play in a playoff series. And I don't think you bring him back in you know twenty five minutes a night. Maybe he's maybe he comes back for a couple spurts for fifteen minutes, but. Just the more you can get a guy in to grab some rebounds, to defend, to get a hand in a passing lane, someone to put on Paul George, even for 15 or 20 minutes, mm-hmm. you're going to have to run guys at him if you play the Clippers. So um, that's something to watch. If his health continues to trend the right direction, that is an ace-in-the-hole addition for that playing game against the Clippers. So if they are the, and they, they probably will be at this point, the seventh seed, the play host to the Clippers. If the Clippers beat them as what the eighth seed, the Wolves will then play host to the winner of the nine ten game. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of I don't know. Like, and then they'll be in if they win that game. Yes. So but, they, they'll be, but they'll be. But they'll be the eighth seed. They'll be the eighth seed. Eighth seed. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's I'm like sorry. a ninety percent chance that they get in. Gotcha. But you know, you just don't want to. You don't want to get into the second playing game, nor do you want to play the Phoenix Suns in a playoff series. I don't think they're going to be favored at all, yeah. like regardless of who they play in the first round. But like the difference between the Suns and anybody else that you would play, you know, Golden State's been hobbled, so you want to give yourself a chance in the first round. And the Suns would just be like it would probably be a sweep. It would be a train wreck. Good experience though, Phil, for your club. Will be, yeah. <laughs> you know, and also like too, speaking of getting banged up, okay. Whether you're an NBA player or whether you're just sort of a weekend warrior rec league guy or gal, Mayo Clinic is here to examine your rickety knees or maybe some men's health issues that you may be having. And they are accepting new patients at the downtown across from Target Center, Mayo Clinic Square, menshealth.mayoclinic.org. That's menshealth.mayoclinic.org. If you want to be seen by the same doctors and the same clinic as the pros are seen by. Jade McDaniels. There you go. Menshealth.mayoclinic.org. All right, back to Judd's statements. Okay, um, if it would please the committee, I would like to transition to the Twins because opening day is scheduled for Thursday. Now, it might get moved to Friday because the, the weather on Thursday is supposed to be royally crappy. But nonetheless, at some point in time in the next week, we are going to get opening day in baseball and so after watching quite a bit of the uh twins blasting the orioles in fort myers today i have one simple statement give me one season and i will explain of byron buxton being healthy oh my god byron buxton is crushing baseballs now i know it's the spring it's it's pitchers working on things i understand that but byron buxton has a body of work now built up in this league where we know if he can operate healthy, he is incredibly special. All I'm asking for at this point, I'm not asking for five years. I'm not being greedy. I just want a season where he, where he sits out some games, but it's not because he's hurt. And when we see his games played at the end of the year, you know, let's say it's 151 or something. I, I don't know. The point is, with the way that he is playing right now, I just want him to have an opportunity to continue on that path without a bad leg or without a bad shoulder or without a concussion. I want one season to see what this guy can truly do when he can put together that type of body of work, both in the field and at the plate. Dude, I mean, he's the honestly, he's the MVP if he plays 130-plus games. I mean, I just want to see it, dude. He is. He's... 
That's all I want. But but he's you know he's twenty eight years old. He's been in the major leagues for seven seasons. And he he's like scratching ninety games is an accomplishment for him. But he's he's the most fun player that that I've watched in a Twins uniform probably in my life. You know, so I don't know if if older Twins fans would say like Tony Oliva or something, but. You know, I I grew up with Kirby Puckett, but like as far as fun players to watch, yes, and yeah, like if he stays healthy. And by the way, the White Sox, like Lance Lynn's going to be out for a month now. Hmm. The White Sox have a couple issues going on. The rest of the division is either tanking or just not good enough. So yeah, they're God, yeah. You're right. Actually, you know what? All right, I'll, I'll add a statement. See, come on, come on, join the fun. Um, if you're the Twins right now, looking at Lance Lynn being out for it's four weeks before you can pick up a baseball right. because of a knee issue. And then ramp up another. It's probably going to be out for two months, right? Go get Montas. The A's are trading everyone. They just traded Manaya to the Padres for no top 10 prospects organizationally. Call them. Pick up the phone. Like, what, like, I don't want to hear like, ah, well, they, you know, the A's stopped engaging us, which was reported by The Athletic a few days ago. I mean, what? don't, don't stop now. You just signed Carlos like, what does Correa. What that even mean? Go get Frankie Montas. I tried the Oakland A's. They're not picking up. What got should a, we do? Got a, got a busy statement. I tried, I tried them. <laughs> you, you, that's 100% right. Like, I mean, what do you do? I mean, do you call them at this mean? point? You, you know, yes, like, of course what's I the hold, them. What's the holdup? Of course I call them. And, and... What I don't get too is so for for um, Manaya, the Padres gave up their twelfth and twenty sixth prospects in that trade. Okay, an infielder and pitcher. The Twins' number twelve prospect is an outfielder by the name of Matt Walner. Their twenty sixth prospect is a right handed pitcher by the name of Marco Rea. All right. In other words, I would have thrown a third guy in. Like, did I just yeah. give give you two names where you're like, oh, oh, no wonder the yeah. twins couldn't do that deal. No, you know, I stop mean, stop engaging. I'm uh, with you on this. I would, I would give up a lot more for Montas than Manaya. Sure. I mean, Manaya has one year left on this contract. But, but I would have taken Manaya if I could have gotten him for that package. Yeah. And like, think about this rotation right now. You know, Joe Ryan, opening day starter, into Sonny Gray. I mean, Montas would be the best pitcher on this staff. So I just yes. listen, and and you can you could do it at the deadline too. But why would you want to? Risk having like Randy, you know, a Randy Dobnak type or somebody out there, or Chris, you're going to run Chris Archer out there. Just, you know, don't mess around. Don't mess around. You've already committed. You've already gone this far. By the way, Carlos Correa is going to make more money in 2022 than the Oakland A's entire roster. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, how about that? Complete joke. And here's the thing you know, Oakland will still like figure out a weird ass way to win 80 games. Like even with a crap I don't know about roster. that. I don't know They're, about that now. They've they, I don't they, know. they will still figure out ways to milk these wins because that's Oakland, right? They're probably not going to like be a lock to make the wild card, but they'll still figure out a way to be somewhat competitive. Even the manager left too, though. Down. Like they got nobody left now. Yeah, yeah. They could it's be god awful. And you know what? Deserve it. If if I'm the Twins, and I heard the the Padres are also potentially looking for an outfielder, can I interest you? My statement on a, my twin statement here. Can I interest you in a Max Kepler? Can I interest you in an outfielder here? Because the Twins could definitely still use a starting pitcher. And look, the, I think the Padres have most of their four guns like locked in here with Clevinger and Blake Snell and obviously getting Manaya here. Um, Joel Musgrove's still a really good pitcher for them, but they have a lot of depth that guys are being log-jamming them out. And I would offer a Max Kepler there. Uh, Kepler's under a team-friendly deal. You could still take a chance on a nice starting pitching option that could be a nice bullet for you for a long, long time. And Kepler's a weird player, right? Like, Kepler... Doesn't hit for average at all, 
but he has a good eye at the plate. He's got some pop. He's an athletic and solid right fielder. It also, if you were to move Max Kepler, it creates a problem. Well, you're going to start in right field. Well, you can plug in a Trevor Larnick, right? Like you could put Alex Kirloff, put spend some time at right field last year too. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm the Twins and I'm looking to get like a legitimate starting pitcher between now and opening day, I think Max Kepler is the name that would honestly be the make that would make the most sense of moving on from. If you're the A's, I don't know that I, the A's probably want much younger players than Max yeah. Kepler, though. Yep, they want so top prospect. If, yeah, yeah, they want someone who's 21 years old and they can have under team control for six years that doesn't already make like. Whatever, what's Kepler making? Like ten million, eight, ten million dollars, or uh, yes, something like he that. Is making six, well, uh, six point seven million this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen. I would trade Sano, Kepler. Like, if mm-hmm. if a team thinks that they need some power, some you know, Miami has always got pitchers. Hit a long home run today. Big, big blast. Congratulations. I think that 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 plays in Miami. That plays wherever else, dude. I see the the Sano apologists out there that like the people that only care about home runs. Or the like, there's all these other things in baseball. Why do you care like, about strikeouts and home runs. By the way, are like there's like the more home runs being hit now in the last five years than at any point in baseball history. So like guys who just hit home runs and don't do anything else. Here's one for you: Miguel Sano has been worth nine wins above replacement in his seven year career. Replacement meaning like a Chris Parmley level AAA player. But he hits bombs. Okay, but he's never driven in more than like 77 runs in a season. He does not play great defense at first base, even though he looks fairly nimble for a guy his size. And he has like the fourth worst strikeout rate in baseball history. So I just, if if some team comes calling and has a pitcher, I sell high off of his spring training bombs for guys. Oh, 100%. I I hope he, he gets off to a great start. Trade him. Because here, here's the, the problem, too. And this is basically true, I think, exclusively when it comes to pro sports in baseball. The more that the season progresses, the more he gets out, out of shape. So, like, he actually comes into camp in – I wouldn't say he's in great shape, but he comes into camp and – but the problem is then then you start to go play on the road, right? And you got the post-game spreads. and you, yeah. And so that's one sport where you basically stand around a ton. So it's not like you're on a basketball court or skating or – so I actually think that if he gets off to a, a decent start, that's the time to try and pounce and trade him. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I'm going to – I'm going to – got to give you guys a wrestling statement. All right. Hit me. So we are – we're, we're doing – because you guys are accommodating my, uh, my, my, my travel schedule for my, my other work at Hubbard here this week. So we are recording this while night two of WrestleMania is happening. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin just came back out for night two and gave stunners to everyone, including Vince McMahon took a stunner, the absolute worst stunner. Like, McMahon can barely stand up anymore, and it was just laughable. But Pat McAfee took an amazing Stone Cold stunner. Like, yeah. full beer spraying out of his mouth. So here's my statement, all right? Declan and I have been ripping the WWE for God knows how long on this show. Lack of storylines. They're, they're just sort of lazy. They're letting top talent go left and right. WWE is kind of back. That's my statement. Really? This weekend, Cody Rhodes, they bring Stone Cold Steve Austin in for his first match in 19 years. They're, the, the WWE has me for a month. I'm in for a month. I will watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown for the next month. They've brought me back in because of WrestleMania. Didn't Rhodes leave? Didn't you guys tell me he had it's left? It's a great story. So he left six years ago. He left the WWE because so he's the son of Dusty Rhodes, who's more from your generation. Oh yeah, I remember one of the Dusty great Rhodes. wrestlers of all time. 
Yep. And Cody was just kind of a mid to low card guy with the WWE and just wasn't he wasn't like a main event guy. And they had him doing this gimmick called Stardust where he was just the sort of comical character at the end. And he and he sold the hell out of it. Like he anything they gave him, he did well. But he said, I'm gonna bet on myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the WWE, travel the world, travel the Indies, and then eventually help to co found what's now the number two wrestling company in the world, AEW. He was like the heart and soul of AEW. Which you guys like, right? Love yes. AEW. Love it. Okay. He built up the biggest competitor to WWE. The WWE has seen in 20 years since they bought WCW. And then the whole story hasn't been told yet as to why he left AEW, but something something happened internally. So he came back first time in six years to just a bonkers ovation from the crowd. Like he left as sort of a mid to low card guy comes mm-hmm. back as a main event caliber guy because of all the work he put in on the Indies. It's a cool story. So they got me for a month. I'm back in. I'm excited. Congratulations. WWE. Great weekend. I mean, it's WrestleMania. So like, we're always going to be gravitating towards it. Like we talked about on, on, on the top of the show. I like, if they want to just throw their fastballs here, like between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, which is like, you know, the peak time of WWE's calendar year is between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Like, that's when the eyeballs are naturally more there. Like, the, the butt, Phil, the buzz is going to wear off. You know it's going to wear off. And you're going to be Uh-oh. back to AW, which is fine. Like, AW Uh-oh. is a far superior product. And, and the Monday after Mania is always, like, kind of a must-see because they still always bring someone back. And they always sometimes have wacky stuff planned the night after Mania. But I, I'm not back at all. And to be honest, to be honest, watching Stone Cold, here's my statement, watching Stone Cold was painful. Those knees. What? Dude, those knees could not hold up. It was painful. He took a suplex on the concrete. To, yeah, that was great. But he literally, he was trying to do the stomp a mud hole in him. Watching that knee try to get up and hit him. It was painful. Wow, I did dude. not enjoy it. I did not enjoy what? it. What? I did not. I was withholding it was, those texts. It was nostalgia. It was nostalgia. To share it on this show because I did not enjoy Stone Cold. Well, it was painful. Different places, I think. Was, That's the This key. was, Judd, this was Peyton Manning's fluttering football in the Super Bowl. Yeah, get That's out, That's what this Stone was. Cold. That's get what out. this was, dude. It was the fluttering football. It was romantic. Considering it, he has, he broke his neck 20 years ago. Yeah. He's got bad knees, a bad back, a bad neck, and he's almost 60 years old. He looked damn good on Saturday night, and he paced it. I thought he was going to run out of, I thought like he was going to get tired after five minutes. Yeah, I thought I was going to die because he They were he out is. there for like 20 minutes, and he took yeah. a suplex on the concrete at one point. Look, delivered a couple stunners. He also drank like sixteen tall boy beers. Now he he's strategic. Like he, you know, he pours them all over his head and he doesn't really yeah. swallow any. But you know, he literally he literally opened like That's sixteen beers of, during the course of the match. A waste of beer. That's terrible. <laughs> Never a waste, waste a beer. beer. No, you don't. So uh, I wasn't a fan, man. Don't waste it. Anyhow, oh boy. Man. Oh boy, there's dissension on. Can't believe it. All right, it's fine. Whatever, dude. You don't like. Uh, you don't like out. nostalgia. That's fine. I love nostalgia. J- Jonathan I, Harrison I, might be. Back. I pay for Peacock. That's Jonathan to Harrison's simply music. Watch 1999 to 2003 wrestling. That I, I literally pay a service. Who is to that coming to the door? By God, it's John Harrison. It's John Bob. What's oh, he, he doing just, here? He just slammed Eklund. <laughs> he went to the United. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right. Well, I guess uh, I don't oh know if Federated can help your broken down knees as uh, if you're if you're stone cold, but they can help your business. Federated's all about maximizing the success of your business by minimizing risk. That's what they do, and they've done it for over a hundred years. They've been a huge supporter and friend of Score North and Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily. 
So uh, allow them to work their magic with your business, federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. All right, you guys have some bonus statements coming down the pipeline. I got to go catch a flight. I'll see you guys probably from a hotel room this week. We had stick on puck, and you play against a team like that, you need to dislodge some pucks. And, um, you know, we were engaged physically, certainly, but our our sticks were there first, and we got pucks out of dangerous areas and off of key players' sticks, obviously. Um, they got guys that can shoot, can score. Um, you know, Alex uh, Ovechkin, obviously. But he didn't have the puck a lot tonight because we were getting it off people's sticks. So, um, yeah, we were real happy with that end. You know, there's no room for petty bull. That's right, Billy Garen. All right, so we continue statements, and we should explain because if you're w- watching this in full right now, you're like, what the hell just – Phil's gone. Judd's in a different studio. Both guys have changed. Mm-hmm. So Phil is uh, taking care of business and is on a business trip today. We recorded a bunch of statements. Largely to get in Phil's Wolves thoughts. Yeah, he had to get his Wolves thoughts. Last in. night. So that is part one of today's show. And yes, Monday show. Part two is now us on Monday. And this mm-hmm. is why you didn't hear a wild statement in segment one of statements. Because Declan and I, yeah. members of Judd's Hockey Show, yes, come to you with plenty, plenty of wild statements because the team is playing great back-to-back wins carolina three to one on saturday five to one against the capitals last night oh yeah um i want to start with saturday's game okay and i want to uh bring hmm. bring you to there? the conference a little show and tell some okay. props some props right. yeah because you know what i feel like i can't talk about th- this guy without a flower in hand oh wow i see maybe, what you're doing here maybe two maybe two Maybe Declan, maybe three. That's right. We are talking about the rebirth, the bloom, if you will. Yeah. Of the flower, Marc Andre Lafleur. <laughs> Actually, Marc Andre Fleury, but Lafleur sounds good. Um, and you know, Dex, we talked about this about this guy. We talked about this uh, before the trade, and the fact that his stats in Chicago weren't good. His year in Chicago was not good. The Blackhawks are terrible. And we both said, yeah, but a guy like that doesn't go from being um, the Vesna Trophy winner in 2020-21 to being awful in 2021-22 when the only thing that has really declined in a big way is his team. His team stinks now. Yes. Sure enough, Saturday night, Wild outshot significantly by Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did not play a bad game. They played a good game. But nonetheless, it was the exact type of game where there have been many times I go back, you know, Dubnik for sure, uh, Staylock, you just go back. Talbot at times this season where the Wild plays okay. They give up shots. You don't get a couple of big saves. Road game, you're done. Bang, over. Not with the flower. The flower. His goaltending again since he's gotten here has shown us, one, it's benefited Talbot, no question. Mm-hmm. And he played, I thought, another solid game on Sunday night, no question about that. But more importantly, from his own standpoint, Marc-Andre Fleury is playing fantastic. And this is exactly the type of confidence that we thought he would have and that, just as importantly, he would give his team. So my, screw the bachelor, my flower of the day, <laughs> my flower of the day, oh, come back here, pedal. 
goes to Mark Andre Fleury for his goaltending, the flower of the day. The flower. Yeah, this is exactly what we talked about. That you give a guy get a guy out of a bad situation in Chicago where his defense is is, is not really good and. Is he going to return to Vesna form? I don't know. I mean, obviously in the first three games, he's looked dynamite. But is he going to play at a Vesna level like he was last year with Vegas? Uh, maybe not. But is he an upgrade in the room? Is he an upgrade and oh, an overall feel of what you like in a goaltender? Yes. And that's exactly what you needed from Marc-Andre Fleury. I mean, you're talking about a Hall of Fame goaltender, a guy who has racked up plenty of wins, has won Stanley Cups as a starter and a backup. I, I Here's what I can't stand. Uh... And actually, you know what? I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a brief. I'll give you a, another statement here, because I see some of the negative Nancys, and they think people think Score North is negative sometimes. But the pessimistic Minnesota sports fans in general, all oh, just wait playoff time. The real Mark Andre Fleury will show up. <sighs> I can't believe we're even having to have that discussion. But also, Mark Andre Fleury is a professional. When Mark Andre Fleury did not play well necessarily, or when he maybe lost his starting spot to a Matt Murray, he handled it with grace. And he handled it with his team still winning a GD Stanley Cup. And Cam Talbot is playing so out of his mind right now and has given you such more stability that it's okay if Fleury might not be the 1A guy. It's not going to be a problem. And if that second round pick becomes a first round pick because he won four or five starts and they indeed made it to the Western Conference Finals, all gravy, dude. Marc-Andre Fleury can handle that. Devin Dubnik could not handle that type of move. He could not handle the idea of losing his possible seat. Marc-Andre Fleury is playing out of his mind, and, and I should say that I expect him to be the starter and the 1A in a playoff series, uh, in, a, in a lengthy playoff run. But Marc-Andre Fleury can handle that possible stress or that possible dilemma if he had lost his seat to Cam Talbot. This is this is a good thing that the Wild have. Was it uh, Vince, Vince Lombardi, Joe, that said if you have two quarterbacks, you don't really have one? I forget, I forget the I football forget who mind said who said that, that right. Yes, yeah. This does not apply to goaltenders. If no. you have two goalies, you don't have one. No. no, this is a 1A, 1B situation, and it's working out great for the Wild. And yes, and the good thing, too, is they're both veterans. They both get it. Now, I will say this. There was a time in Pittsburgh, but this is way back now, when Fleury in the playoffs collapsed. But that's a long time ago. He has proven since then in playoff opportunities that he's back. And so... Yes, if this had been 2012, I'd, I'd be like, oh boy, that's an interesting pickup. But you know what? This guy bounced back, and I am not going to hold it against him that he struggled with the Blackhawks. It was a terrible team. It was a bad situation. Um, there's nothing about that that I say, well, but he did. Oh, come on. He <laughs> should have stopped the puck. I go back to, I, I think, the fairest comp from, from recent for Mark Andre Fleur to make is the playoff series last spring against the Wild. Right. Like, I think that's the fair one. The man played seven games. Um, and so, yeah, I don't see a problem here. Fleury is compared to Dubnik, who, by the way, I think was a good person. You're right. Like, he wouldn't, he didn't take things well. But I think as far as a person goes, good guy. But Mark Andre Fleury, superior teammate. Like, there's no question about that. So he is a good teammate. He is hockey royalty. He is clearly in lockstep with Cam Talbot, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So yes, I am. I am bringing my flowers, the flurry flowers of the day. Look at these beauties, aren't they nice? That's right. People say, "Oh, Judd's negative." 
Judd's a hardened sports guy. He's not a he's he doesn't get it. There's no emotional side to Judd. Well, let me tell you right now. I walked into this building today with a bouquet of flowers because Mark Andre Fleury hopefully will be blooming in the springtime as the Wilds playoff run blossoms as well. It is a perfect scenario. You know what? Can I jump back in line here, Judd? Of course. Can I jump back in line with another statement as well? Because uh, my statement is very simple after watching uh, the last few weeks of hockey, and especially very, uh, uh, two very impressive wins against the Hurricanes and the Capitals, both on the road and on a back-to-back. My statement is very simple. I wish he had the flag here. But my statement is the Wild are going to make a run. I wish the Wild are going to make a run. I, I, I can wave the flowers if if you've got the song. Uh, I, I don't have the... Uh, yeah, I do. Hey, here you go. Oh, hold here on go. a second. Here you go. Wait, oh, hold on. I'm going to get all the flowers for this then. See? We got the flowers there for this. There we go. Love we that. We got the flowers. The flower. Look at... See, watch this, Dex. See? Blossoming. Oh, blooming. Blossoming. Yes. yes. This is the first round. This is the second round. This is the third round. And now we got the Stanley Cup Finals. So my statement... There you go. They're going to make a go run. Back in your water. I'm not jinxing this. I'm not riding a wave of positivity. The Wild are going to make a run. They have all the ingredients right here, okay? At this point, if it's Nashville or St. Louis, yep. I'm not concerned one bit in oh, the first sh- round. Oh, I would be concerned. You're not concerned? I'm not concerned. Those teams are, dude, those teams are good. Uh, look, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to overlook not, them and just, and, and no just write it off at, as a, hey, yeah, no, no You're not getting by the Blues or the Preds without a battle. Sure. But I, I expect the Wild to win that battle and then eventually expect, yeah. win the war. So they have the depth, right? The yep. hashtag depth that Anson Carter mocked them for. But at the same time, they yep. have the superstar in Kirill Kaprizov. They have supplemental ingredients in Kevin Fiala, Matt Zuccarello, Marcus Foligno having a big year, right? Yes. And the biggest thing yep. is their goaltending has been stabilized. Yeah. We just talked we about talked Marc-Andre about Fleury. And we, and we talked about this for a month, mm-hmm. a month and a half. Cam Talbot, when called upon, has been even more dynamite. This is the, the, the most important ingredient in goaltending has been solved. And there's also, when it comes to playoff time, there's now size. Yep. There's now grit to this team with Delorier, the new D-Lo in town, as I like to call him. Mar- Marcus Foligno, obviously, is never afraid to drop the gloves. Middleton. The, the Gord Greenway and Eck has great. And jo- and Middleton has stabilized yeah, your blue line. That's the biggest pickup, that, that, as, as, far as, as far as skaters go. That makes things easier on our defensive. Now now we're trying to figure out hey, who's the last guy out of the lineup? Not right. who can, who should be coming out of the lineup, right. right? That that that's the beauty of this. So, right. I'm not I'm not jinxing this and I'm not taking this a day at a time. This team's going to make a run in the Stanley Cup playoffs and I'm ready for it. It's built to. I I cannot say I can't be as confident as you, but it's built to. Um Nashville or St. Louis would be damn tough. Like that's going to be a tough series and there's no guarantee that you're going to win. But the nice thing is you're not going to get abused. And that's how I always felt. You know, they get pushed around. No, St. Louis pushed them around. So I'm with you on the fact that I feel like they're positioned to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the days of playoff series and this sport used to have this a lot. Um, where cupcakes, where you got a cupcake are gone. <laughs> so like the Blues, not a cupcake for sure. They're good. Predators, same thing. But, yeah, I like the fact that you can go into a series now against a physical big team that can hit you and you can hit back. And and Middleton, to me, is huge because that is the exact type of defenseman they did not have anything close to. Like Delore, a fourth-line guy, somebody gets out of line, he's going to scare him. That's good. But the Middleton acquisition, and that first game, he was clearly nervous, didn't play well. 
But since then, and it's not that he's a sexy player, but he'll he'll hit you, he'll move you. I love that. This team, I mean, how long has this team lacked that for? Like a big defenseman. Yep. How long? How far back do we have to go? <laughs> uh, and, like, Susie could, could move guys, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I considered him a stabilizer. No, not at all. You know, and then we did have guys who were big, but they weren't that good. But I'm talking about this guy is a first pairing, and he's played since, since game two here. He has played like a first pairing defenseman who can hit you. Um, and you might not notice him consistently, but because of that, he belongs. Yes. Like the first game, I saw him a ton because I'm like, he's not playing well. But after that, impressive. You know what? Here's my next statement. Minnesota sports executives. Okay. Shell uh, Reeves sit this out for sure. But I'm talking about the Vikings. I'm talking about the Twins. I'm talking about the Wolves to a certain point. Don't know yet how to involve the Wolves here, but Vikings and Twins for sure. My statement is this. Take notes. <laughs> Take notes of what Bill Guerin is doing. There are no guarantees that the Wild is going to make a playoff run. But to what you're saying, and I agree with this part completely, they're positioned to. Why? Because he has pushed the buttons that position you to feel like you have an opportunity. Um, He didn't get a center, but guess what? He got a goaltender. And, I mean, that's a guy who might not be back. But you know what Bill Guerin said? The stability in this team deserves that chance. Okay. He, he got a defenseman who I don't think any of us had talked about or mentioned. But since his second game here, He's provided exactly what you want. A big body. Yep. He can play. He can move guys. He can get some shots. Like he's not an offensive guy, but he can get some shots. Delorier. Okay. In a All very right. specific role, it's great. Yeah. So Bill Guerin has at every turn looked at a team that has opportunity and said, it's only fair that I improve it. And my question, Dex is this, as a Twins fan, imagine if the 2019 Twins had done this. I know. Like, imagine if they had said, you know what, this team's got some faults, but the year feels special. Yep. We're really good. We are a really good team, but we need more. And, uh, you know, Sam Dyson and Romo were like maybe Delorier. Yeah, like 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 he, you know, if Deloria had been the one guy, it'd be like okay, that helps, but you didn't address goaltending. Mm-hmm. I mean, goaltending's pitching, right? Uh, starting pitching, yes, right. Yep. Imagine if Falvey and Levine had said, "We got to go do that." So yes, we'll get we'll get Dyson blew up, didn't work. Romo worked okay, uh, but we're also going to get a starting pitcher to plug in, perhaps a veteran like yeah. Flurry. Uh, but he's going to be a guy that can come here and impact things short term. And 2020, we almost don't care. No. Um, imagine, like, take notes, take capitalize on special opportunities. Yes. Is that that much to ask for? No, it's not. It's about one thing. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about, Spurgy? Spurgy. That. This is about winning. You're damn right, Bill Guerin is about winning. In a vacuum, that statement could ring hollow 
if Bill Guerin didn't deliver. Oh yeah. If Bill Guerin, if Bill Guerin, if Bill Guerin at the deadline had went out and got the hockey equivalent of Sergio Romo or Sam Dyson, we'd say, "Hold on, Billy. You said one thing, and then when it be when it when the ball was in your court to deliver, you didn't do it, right?" Right. And <laughs> he delivered. And here's my other point about that. Was it really that hard? Like, like when the twins are like, oh, 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 oh Marcus Stroman, I don't know. The farm system. Oh. The farm system. Brent Rooker, I, we can't give up Brent Rooker. The farm system. You know, was this really that hard? Right. Flurry, it's conditional draft pick. Right. If it's a first round pick, it means that he won four games in the first two rounds of the playoffs and they're in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. Middleton. Okay. Couple might be good. And I like Capo. We both like Capo. Yeah, like but but yeah. you know what? Smart move. Smart move. Team deserved that, right? Yes, sir. Delorier, third round pick in 2023. And by the way, Romo, if you get him in a – like if they had brought in a starting pitcher, yeah. um, Romo and something else, you know what? The Romo trade makes perfect sense because it's a puzzle. Yeah. Well, the problem is they just stopped there. Yeah. I mean, seriously, take notes. Look at what's going on here. And you know what? The, the the Twins, I think, have somewhat, you know, tried to redeem themselves a little bit. They went and signed Carlos Correa. They forfeited that comp pick. Oh, just the thought of the Twins sacrificing a comp pick is even, oh, my God, they sacrificed a right. 30 to 50th overall pick. What are they going to do? Right. Um, and and, and they're, they're trying to go for it a little bit here. They bought some faith. I have been so sour on the team. I just forked down X amount of money that I'm not going to disclose for season damn tickets. That's how much I'm now in as a fan of these moves from from the twin side. I could go to any game I want. What's that? More than four? No, just two. Just two tickets. Two tickets. Okay. Just two tickets. Oh no, no, I'm talking about the financial. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, it was four. Yes, four. the wow. financial was four. Yes, yes. There was a four. There was a four. Okay, four. Four horsemen. Wow. Four. And. And it's and not, I, I could go to pocket. any game I want as a, as a media. Pr- I had that I had the amazing privilege of doing that. And, and I've got like, well, hey, don't you just uh, don't you can't you go to games for free? Yes, yeah. but can I sit in a seat and drink a beer? Oh, actually, you can. Yeah, I I I mean, I don't. I, I don't cannot talk confirm about this, yes, or deny yeah, if I've yes, ever done that. Yeah, yeah, you can. But what I but what I can say is, as a sports fan, I can remove myself as a media person. From my from my media side, and also still enjoy you what the they've done. Pass. Could have yeah. walked around. No, the I don't ball- like the ballpark pass. Oh, I want I, lo- I, I want I want good seats. Oh really? I I love and I have. A, well, you know, you know, the seats are sometimes open. You just walk down and take one. No, 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 no. I well, want to know. That's not that's, that this that's is my seat. This is my. Oh, seat. Oh, you're like Dawn. She, I want. She's the same this way. Seat. She always wants to sit in the seat she's assigned. I'm yes. like, you do good. Or- I, I and I don't mind. Look, I don't mind taking the stroll around, hitting and, up a bar or two in Target Field. That's fine. But as as a fan, I, I love what Bill Guerin has done. I'm loving what the Twins are on here, and it could it could blow up in the Twins' faces. And if Carlos Correa delivers some playoff wins and he bolts after this year, thank you, Carlos you don't Correa. Don't give a damn. I do not Nobody care. Nobody cares. I do not care. But the bouquet of flowers is blooming. I'm going to take these home. Yeah. Tonight, and you're damn right. I'm going to tell Dawn, honey, honey. I thought of you today, and I bought the hello. hello. I bought these for you. That's exactly right. There will be no mention of you. Mark Andre. All right, that'll Fleury be our secret. Um, so anyway, yes. And the other thing, though, about what I love is, and what Bill Guerin's done. And look, he knows his team ha- has a chance, but he's pounced on opportunity. 
So that, that's my point about the 2019 Twins. Like, it's a special year. Mm-hmm. Your team is giving their all. That team had a feel, special feel, right? Like, what I love is this wild team is good. They they were struggling, and Bill Guerin didn't say, oh, we'll, we'll right the ship, which he damn well knows that they probably would not have done enough to give themselves a chance to make a playoff run. Uh, so he changed things. And I would argue that this team now, current collection, is even tighter. Yeah. I think it's a better, tighter team. I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury, in my opinion, is such a good teammate that a guy like that, as long as the rest of the team is good, and this team is, a guy like that takes your um, chemistry, cohesion, up. Yeah. A notch. No, totally. Just with presence. Just with presence. And by the way... Louie Nanny, outstanding the last two two games. Yeah. So Love I'm Louis. not I'm not including Lou here. Okay. But it's funny that that the regulars on Bally Sports North are mm-hmm. now talking about how the chemistry of this team is so good. Yeah. Why weren't you people, excuse me, I've got a horse throat. Why weren't you people on board with me for the last whatever it was before last season when I kept saying the chemistry and you did too. It's not like it was an original thought. No. The chemistry sucked. We needed as many people on board to point that that out. And though and those homers were trying to sell us on the fact that this team had anything going for it. Yeah. Don't tell me now. And Louie, you're exempt because you don't do a ton of games. You should do more. Last night, he was using, I'm not joking you, the advanced metrics that they were getting in real time. Yeah. Louis, Louis adapted. Including, <laughs> didn't adapt. Nobody else has mentioned these, and he brought them up. It was great. He at one point referenced how much Kirill Kaprizov had skated in the game. Yeah. Dude, it's incredible. Yes. This guy's 80, I think. Yeah, he's, he's really good. I've never heard anybody on TV reference this before. Yeah, Louis is great. He's talking about how, oh my God, it was No, Louis great. is great. I watched Capitals broadcast last night. That'll you, shock you. You should, if, if Louis does a game. No, I like Louis. Yeah, no, Louis. but I mean, it changes the game completely. It does, but. I just, Panther, I, Panther, I, 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 Louis. Here's the thing. You know where my allegiance falls here. Yeah, I know that. But here's the thing. Anthony, when he works with Lou, has to follow Lou's lead. Sure. Which makes it. It's like working with Patrick. Yeah. Like, I can ah. have hot takes, but once Pat shows up, I'm getting out of the damn way. Right. right. Yeah. True. Yes. Correct. Lapanta does the same thing with Lou. Good. And so Lou is. Lou is talking about the Capitals players he likes and why he likes them. And I could just hear the Bally's people like, no, <laughs> oh, it was marvelous. Louie, I love you. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm glad that. Uh, that I'll tell you well. next time he's on. You got to yeah, let me know. It. You got to let me know. Let it. me know. Let me know. That's no problem. And in fact, because uh, because I'm a twin season ticket holder, which I love bragging about now, uh, I get the MLB uh, um, like package, like the TV package you for do? free. Yeah, they give you as a seat. They gave it to me. Like as a season ticket holder, here What's you get. Password? You, uh, I will not be telling you and sharing with you that. Well, wait, wait, information. wait. This is a club here. Nope, it's not. Mackie and Judd. But I will use executive producer De- Declan Goffin. Now you're not going to tell us because I have ESPN Plus and I use my ways to watch the opposing games. I'm going to now use the same system with baseball. So now I'm going to also be watching opposing. So you've got to work around on the t- on the the, the the tickets that allow you to watch the opposing. Because like I couldn't last night, I could not have watched the Capitals broadcast. Right. Right. I have, a, I have a workaround on how that okay. how to do that. Mine would be blacked out. Right, yes. Okay. But now I'm going to use the same method now for baseball. So I'm going to apply this same thing for when the Twins are playing, you know, so are you the Mariners at all or the Dodgers. But by, by 
the analyst? Uh, I like the— Like, Nanny sways me. Yeah, no, I, I'm really—I'm not swayed by analysts. See, Louie, because he teaches me stuff. Yeah. Like, I learn. I, I, the, 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 at the end of the day, the play-by-play guy is driving the car. And yeah, I, that's what I'm I, saying. I, not I with Louie, you're not. I, I need that play-by-play guy to keep me engaged. No, I'm telling you right now, on wild games, the play-by-play guy gets in the backseat mm-hmm. when Louie's working. Um, okay. But, like, do, do you like Perk? See, I, I, I sort of like Perk. Glenn Perkins? Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? Twins games, that's yeah. Eric yeah, yeah. Morneau, uh, I really liked initially, but I feel he, he got swayed a bit too yeah. much to the home side yeah. last season. And, and to Royce's point, he doesn't shot. Up. That doesn't bother me. That as, part does bug me. Oh, oh really? That part bugs yeah, bugs me. He does, See, he does per, not stop talking. I I don't mind. He's a great mind. I don't mind that part, but what I want is I want I felt like in his first year in the booth, mm-hmm. he gave good breakdowns, mm-hmm. like he taught me stuff. I agree. And I felt by last year he was trying to defend a bad team and it's like don't even bother with that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I don't sub, I don't pay you I don't pay my cable company a lot to hear um state run Media basically, no, which is you. what they turn into. I'm with you. So yeah, so that, 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 yeah, but those are uh, those are my broadcasting quirks that I will still be using now with MLB. They're not quirks; it's illegal. And it's you not are, illegal. You no, are it's not illegal. It's not illegal. You are exploiting I am a system not, in which this people is, are losing is, money. This is the thing. As long as I am not sharing the broadcast and being the host for other people to use it, it is not illegal. Trust me, I have read that fine print. It's not illegal. So if I got the same thing and I did what you're doing, it wouldn't be correct. Wouldn't be illegal. You illegal. just you, you can't be housing the broadcast yeah, and, and broadcasting it to the masses. You cannot that is that is very illegal. What I'm doing is not illegal. Okay. It's a very easy workaround. So that's uh that's what I got. I mean that, that I think that's most of my statements here. I've 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 kind of run out of other wild stuff. Oh okay. Do you have any you have anything else you'd like to share with us? Share at the class? Just this. Just this. Think about this. Flowers mm-hmm. for flurry. That's what it's all about. People think I'm a tough guy. People think that I don't have a soft bone in my body. Uh-uh. It's not true. It's not true. You used to see Judd on Christmas Eve when flowers he watches uh, when he, when he watches It's a wonderful, wonderful life. life. I break down. I cry. Yeah. I bought flowers. And, then, you. and again, I'm going to go go home and tell Don, honey, I thought of you. Sports host of the year. Husband of the year. Just for you. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. What Stella, about Stella? What is- very upset. I'll give her one flower. Give, give her one flower. Yeah, I shall. She's a flower girl. Some girls don't, flowers. aren't flowers. Some people aren't. Some girls aren't flower gals. Oh, I know. Yeah, Dawn's not. Uh, she doesn't. I don't. I, what, what's her big thing? I think she likes flowers, but I don't think she likes roses that much. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? That's what's wrong with stereotyping. We never know, right? Mm-hmm. Got to like, ask. It's very important to ask these these things. Exactly. I have found. Oh, oh, your gal didn't you got, like flowers? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, there's certain flowers she has told me she doesn't. I haven't, I haven't made the mistake of buying the wrong flower. She has just oh, communicated with yeah, me. Like, don't buy me like daisies. Like I would think red roses would be a hit. Yeah, I like them personally. Yeah, like a nice red rose, gorgeous. Yeah, no, that that some, some gals don't like that. No. Just not not a big mm-hmm. fan, which is fine. It's fine, which is fine. That's fine. All right, we are done here. All right, um, our, our in-transition show continues, Phil, out of town the next couple of days, but we will be recording to uh, get him on the podcast, including Write That Down, on Wednesday. We'll see you on uh, Mackie and Judd tomorrow, Purple Daily, Judd's Hockey Show, and I could go on.